0: Hello, faith family, Brett Lafine here. I have the wonderful honor of being able to serve. I just wanted to thank you guys so much that you are taking 52 days um, of prayer to pray for the lost, to pray for this world, to pray for missionaries, and to pray for the upcoming missions convention. Um, You guys are amazing. Um, Your prayers are powerful. Your prayers are working and moving and doing wonderful things in this world. And I just wanna thank you guys so much. I'm so excited uh, to be part of the missions week coming up in November and cannot wait to see you guys. Bye. Hola, buenos dias de, de Guatemala. This is Fred and Terry Sanchez, and we want to tell you guys that we love you. We miss being home, but we're here furthering the gospel through your prayers and through your financial support. We want to thank you for these 52 days of prayer that you're praying for us. Continue to pray for us as Terry and I continue to push the darkness back. We love you guys. And we want to just uh, let you know that we're praying for your big mission event that's coming up again, yes. that many will continue to give, many will continue to pray, many will continue to go, so that as we wait for Jesus to return, we will continue to bring the harvest in. God bless you from Guatemala. Again, Fred and Terry Sanchez, your missionaries, here serving the people of Guatemala. Dios Bye bendiga. now. Yo lo bendiga. Bye. Bendiciones Faith Assembly Familia. We are Russell, Nora, and Dimitri Wells. We are your banana missionaries to Quito, Ecuador. And we'd like to thank you so much because you
1: guys have been praying 52 days. For us, for missions, for God's kingdom, and we want to tell you thank you so much. Your prayers were felt with us. It means
0: so much to us, and especially to Quito, and especially in these past two weeks that we have spent. And you guys heard we had so much civil unrest. It was, it was a scary time. But the church prayed, and now everything stopped and the cessation. And that's the power of your prayers. Thank you so much. Amen. We pray blessings over your upcoming missions week. Um, You know, not everyone is called to the mission field, however, everyone can pour into the kingdom and your prayers and faithful giving allow missionaries such as ourselves to reach the lost.
1: Hey, Faith Assembly. We are John and Brandy Carano, your missionaries in Barcelona, Spain. We just wanted to say
0: hello and to thank you for standing with us during your 52-day prayer initiative. It is your prayer and your support that keeps missionaries like us on the field. That's right. And uh, because of your faithfulness every single week, every single month, there's fruit all over the world that is evident. And we want to say thank you for standing and believing with us uh, to see so many people find hope and life in Jesus. We appreciate you guys. Hi, Faith Assembly. Uh, my name is Sam Paris. My family and I are your missionaries in Tana up on a want to and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you thank you I know you're doing this 52 days of prayer it is awesome to get online and to see those updates and to see how people are continually praying it makes us feel connected and sometimes we we live out here in in, in a village this is the edge of our village and uh, we sometimes feel isolated feel alone uh, and when we see that people are remembering us and lifting up our names in prayer it is a huge encouragement Thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking time to do that. And I'm looking forward to meeting many of you uh, in November at your church at the end of the missions conference. Love you guys, have a great day.
1: Praise God. We thank God for all of our missionaries all over the world, praise God. Well, God bless each and every one of you sitting here today. Those of you at the Michigan Street Campus, those at the Red Bug Lake Campus, and also those online, wherever you are. We feel you're a part of what we're doing here. And if you call this your church home, I pray today that you would get involved in what we're doing for the glory of God. So God bless you. Those in the atrium, blessings to you also. Well, we do want to thank Pastor Rob, and our prayers go out to him as he travels and does this incredible ministry. He started out here as children's pastor for over 10 years, and then executive pastor, now his daughter, some of you may not know this, his daughter, Pastor Ashley, that's his daughter. And she's our children's pastor today, doing a great job in ministry and serving the Lord here. Well, praise God, the Lord's good, amen? Praise God forever. Today, I'm excited. I love missions, even though I've never been a missionary, I love it, God has put it in my heart, the heart of my wife. And so we love missions, we love missionaries. We honor God when we honor those who have responded to the call of God and have left grandmother and grandfather and family members and gone to a distant land or some island of the world and are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't wanna miss this week. Tomorrow night is prayer. Uh, Wednesday night, you're gonna hear from several of our missionaries. That's a favorite night of mine. And then again next Sunday, uh, the missions parade, and it's going to be in absolutely incredible what's going to take place next weekend. And the last guy you saw speaking up there is going to be one of the main speakers next weekend. So be back with us. Get infused. Uh, excited about what god is doing around the world now listen if you are our guest today we are so glad to have you here and at michigan at redbug we're glad to have you but we're emphasizing really one of the foundational stones of this church and that is home and foreign missions so that's going to be our emphasis today we support over 800 missionaries right now. And uh, Pastor Marcos and I meet every couple of weeks and usually add more on that have requested it. So uh, one of these days, we're going to be supporting a thousand missionaries all over the world, and we thank God for that. Well, when I first became pastor, it was already happening. Missions was. Um, I think the first year, maybe we gave around $180,000. This year, We're going to be touching $2 million given to missions all over the world. So you can get excited about that. This church believes in tithing. We teach tithing. We teach it's biblical. We teach that it's God's tithe. The first 10% belongs to God. So as a church and uh, as leadership in the church, we say, okay, we believe every individual should tithe into this church, this local storehouse, and we believe we should tithe also. So that's where we're tithing. Uh, actually, we even tithe more than um, the uh, that what comes in, but we make sure we give at least ten percent, uh, usually more, to missions. So that's where we consider our tithing is missions, home and foreign and let me go ahead and say today is about missions and and we believe that people should tithe first uh, before. We, in other words, we don't believe that people should give part of their tithe to missions, all right? No, we tithe, we honor God with His tithe and then above that as the Lord uh, leads us and He will, He will lead us to give. Uh, to mission. Some of you, it may be a small amount. Others of you may be a much larger amount. And as you grow in Christ, that's going to increase because God is going to use you as a channel, of blessing to the kingdom of God. Amen? That's what he wants to do. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for every person there online that is watching this service Those at Redbug Lake, those, oh, Lord God, at Michigan Street Campus, out in the atrium, God, I pray the Spirit of God come upon every person. God, infuse us, Lord, with the will of God for our lives to help this church and us as individuals, to help those that are going, Lord, that have responded to Sending them by your Holy Spirit. They've responded. They've said, Lord, I'll go. So I pray, God, you would help us always. Help them along the way. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. John chapter 9, verse 4. The Word says, well, let me ask. How many of you believe we are living in the last days biblically? I believe that. We're believing we're living in the last days. No other biblical prophecies that I'm aware of have to be fulfilled before the return of Christ. So we believe Christ could return at any moment, even before you go to lunch. Hey, you save some money there, all right? So anyway... All right, and listen, today don't be in a hurry to get there. We have purposely designed this service so that you can get to the restaurants. The Baptists are there now, and uh, you can get there after our dear, wonderful brothers in Christ, the good Baptists, all right? Now, John chapter 9, verse 4. I better zero in here. We must quickly, quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. Christ, speaking to his disciples, said, the Father has sent me. And so we're using a translation that says we must quickly carry out the task assigned. So you've been assigned a, a task by the one, Christ, who has sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. We are to quickly get busy doing the will of God if we've not already started. So there's two levels to this. Uh, We are a a missionary of sorts to our local community. And uh, you and I, we're to reach Orlando. At the exit today on uh, Curry Ford, you'll see a sign that says, you are now entering the mission field. I think we should change it to say, you are now entering your mission field. Well, let me give you a verse, and this is the task that Jesus is giving all of us. So, let's look at it. In Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And Then this important word, go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations now you and i may not be able to go to the nations like pastor rob or those 800 missionaries but you and i can help send those who are going to the nations lest we are unable to fulfill this verse or help to fulfill this verse but you and i when we give to missionaries and those that are going we help fulfill the mandate and the task set before us to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So two levels here. Uh, All of us as believers, we are called to reach our neighbor, called to reach those that we work with, called to reach our relative and uh, whoever else we run into that needs Christ. So you and I, our local uh, mission field is Orlando. Uh, Then there are those that are called or sent, and maybe that should be your prayer today. God, send me. If you want to send me to the mission field, God, send me. I'm more than willing to go. I came across This verse recently, and I really loved it as I read it. And this is what it says in Psalm 96, verse 2 and 3 Sing to the Lord, praise his name. That's what we did a few moments ago. And then it says this Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. And then it says, Publish, not only proclaim it verbally, but Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Wow, think about it. Maybe some of you, in order to fulfill this, maybe you need to write out your testimony a couple pages and, and, uh, printed up nicely, and maybe you were delivered from drugs or alcohol or an abusive relationship or just a a, a horrible experience in life. Maybe you lived a normal life, but you were doing your own thing in the corporate world, and God got a hold of you, changed your life. Whatever your testimony is, maybe you want to write it down and, and hand it to a friend that's unsaved or a neighbor and say, hey, just want you to uh, think about maybe read this. It's my story. And, and uh, I believe that it'll speak to your heart. So publish the glorious deeds among the nations. Listen, all of us have a testimony. Amen? Everybody, there at Michigan Street, there at Red Bug Lake. We all have a testimony. Now, I know that some of yours where you got Uh, you were born, uh, and about four years later, you were born again. You were raised in a Christian home. Uh, That's an incredible testimony, even though, you know, it doesn't seem that exciting of a testimony. If you were in drugs or alcohol, uh, you were a just a mean person, and you cussed all the time. I know some of your testimonies, some of you were really mean, all right? And so some of you, I mean, all of us needed Jesus, but there's a few in the crowd, you really, really needed Jesus, all right? So write out your testimony, share it with others. Then it says, tell everyone about the amazing things that he does, that Christ does. So our task is to help uh, those uh, that are going to win the world and for you and I to win those around us that our life is touching. Well, in the Bible, you won't find the word missionary, but the word missionary comes from Latin, which means sent one, sent one. All right, Uh, I came across this and I really, Um, Didn't think of it in the sense of missions, but the local church is so important for missions. The Bible tells us that Paul and Barnabas were in Antioch and they were attending the local church there. And so as they were attending and preaching and sharing and reaching out into that community, it was that local church in Antioch that prayed over them, that fasted, and then sent them out on their incredible missionary journeys. Then I came across uh, in 1 John chapter one, there's only one chapter, but 1 John chapter one, verse five, uh, an incredible illustration of the local church and missionaries because John is associated with a local church. He is writing to Gaius in this particular chapter who is like over overseeing a local church. And this is what he says. Let's read it. It says, Beloved, you do faithfully, John writing to Gaius, faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers who have borne witness Of our love before the church if you now here's the part I want you to say if you you don't have to but if you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God you do well you will do well so you don't have to send them but Gaius if you send them on their journey In a manner worthy of God, you will do well. Because they went forth for his name, Jesus' name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. And then in verse 8, it says, We therefore ought to receive each that we may become fellow workers for the truth. Now, let me give you three things out of these verses Number one, there is a concern for missions and missionaries. That is a normal Christian response. In other words, if you love Jesus uh, and you are faithfully serving the Lord, you when, when you meet a missionary who says, I'm going to India, your heart is going to be like, wow, that's exciting. Uh, I, I'll pray for you. I, I'll help you And uh, to get there. That should be a normal Christian response. Well, number two, support should be abundant in a manner worthy of God. Uh, we're supporting God's plan. When we support missionaries that are going to the field. So we should support them abundantly. Or in the same way that we would treat Jesus. How many of you love to reap? Anybody here? You love to reap. I'm talking about financial reaping. You love to reap. How many of you would love it this week if somebody gave you a million dollars? I would love it too because it's Missions Week and uh, I know what you're going to do with part of that money. You're going to give part of it. You're going to pay your ties. Million dollars is 100,000 if you don't even have to figure it out. Trust me, all right? Actually, I think it's 150,000, but anyway, no. It's 100,000 and then it's Missions Week. Hey, you got more money than you ever had in your life. You might as well give another 100. You still got eight, and we'll give you wisdom on how to spend that. You'll need it, all right? So, uh, I mean, it's a win-win for the kingdom and for you too, all right? So, and we love to reap, and we love to reap abundantly. That's obvious, because do you realize the lottery, that when it's only a million, people don't play it? But when it gets up to 50 million, Somebody said, now I'm going to play that because I could really use that 50 million. But for some reason, they didn't think a million was going to help them. I don't know what it is, but everybody loves to reap abundantly. But in order to reap abundantly, you have to sow how? Abundantly. So if you sow scrimpily, you sow cheaply. You hardly sow at all. You throw in a dollar. You're going to reap cheap, all right? That's what you're going to reap. You're going to reap in proportion to you sow. And so, I want to be a great reaper, not so that I can benefit myself, but so that I can be a greater blessing in the kingdom of God. See, um, we run, by the grace and help and direction of God, uh, try to run as lean a machine as possible at this church. He designed most of this place. I don't know how it worked out, but I had a bigger office at Goldenrod than I do over here. And so, hey, ask him about that afterwards, all right? But anyway, no, he designed two. I just took one, all right? So anyway, when we give to missions and missionaries, we show our love for God and, and fellow believers. A young college student said to me one day we were talking. I knew him well. And he, he got to talking about missions. And he said to me, uh, I just love missions. That was back years ago when I used to look at the giving record of the church. Once a year. I don't do that anymore. My heart couldn't take it. All right? So Anyway. I'd get mad at people, really, I'm serious. Uh, I'd see people that were doing really well and they hardly gave. Then I'd see a widow, tithe, missions, building fund. Then I'd get mad at the rich people. All right? I'm like, I'm, I can't, what's their problem? And so I'd have to see them next Sunday and smile at them. So I quit. So now I can smile at everybody, all right? I, you, can, you can give one not one red penny and I, I'll smile at you anyway because I don't know. But back then I did, and I just recently seen his giving. And I saw that he gave nothing to missions. So when he said to me, I love missions, I said, no, you don't. And he looked at me like, what are you saying? I'm like, well, I just looked at your giving. And I had a good relationship with him, not afterwards, but before. And, uh, and so I said, no, you really don't. Because you don't give. God so loved the world that he gave. And if you love, you can't help but give. So I'm like, no, you don't love mission. <laughs> because if you did, you would give. How I many of you ladies would not believe a husband that said to you, I love you. I've never given you anything, not planning on it. But uh, I, I love you. You'd be like, you don't love me. You love you, and so uh, yeah, that's what would happen. All right. So anyway, let me let me tell you what's happening. Uh, there was a great revival that went around the world in 1906. Uh, it started in 1906 in Los Angeles, California. Uh, it went nearly night and day for three years, seven days a week. In most cases. Uh, William Seymour, an African-American, led the Azusa Street mission that it all came out of and uh, went around the world. The Assemblies of God was formed out of that in 1914 and their main focus was missions. And here we are today, still on on the backs and shoulders of those men and women, still saying, let's do missions. Let's reach our world for Jesus Christ. And so, one of the missionaries that came out of that movement was a missionary, him and his wife. Their names were Olson, Calvin and Miriam. And in 1971, 1971, they found themselves in a country called East Pakistan. At the north of India at the time was East Pakistan and West Pakistan separated. By India. And so they found themselves, I don't remember the conflict or why it started an armed conflict, but they found themselves at war. West Pakistan was at war with East Pakistan. They brought in soldiers, they started killing people, and uh, both sides, of course, and it was a terrible mess. The Osuns were there as missionaries. Back then, It was difficult to be a missionary, maybe a whole lot more than even now, and even now it's not easy. But they got people to say, yes, I'll support you. Churches back then uh, really were not what they are today, and many of them loved missions, but there were those that didn't have a passion to reach people in in, uh, East Pakistan, some place they'd never heard of. And yet people said yes to the Olsons, so they went probably barely getting by financially. But they went there and this war breaks out. They had a small group of believers. And then the war breaks out and causes chaos. People are dying. And then India enters the war on the side of East Pakistan. And the war is quickly over, thank God. And East Pakistan becomes Bangladesh. And uh, it becomes like using a secular government instead of a religious-oriented government. And so at that point, this couple, excited that the war was over finally, this couple gathered that group of believers and were praying and thanking God. And sometime around that period of conflict, they met an unbeliever. They met a man that was sick. And the husband said to his wife, the missionary said to his wife, "Uh, you know, what if I pray for him and he doesn't get healed? His wife looks back and says, what if you pray for him and he does get healed, even though he's an unbeliever? So they stepped out in faith and they prayed for this unbeliever. And this unbeliever, God healed him. He goes to work. His boss says, what happened to you? And he says, these missionaries prayed for me and Jesus healed me. And so the man says, his boss says, I want to meet these missionaries and and talk to them. So he goes, meets them. It is there at that meeting that the Olsons find out that the man that they prayed for and God healed was a personal driver to the president of the new nation of Bangladesh. And as they're talking to him in shock, that they're sitting there as poor assembly god missionaries talking to the president, they ask him, Sir, could could we buy this piece of land around our house? And he says, Yes. And they're able to buy the land, they're able to get permitting approval. They didn't have to deal with gopher turtles or the uh, all the other things that we did around here they got it all through and even though everything works together for our good let me throw that in and they got all the approval and they built a church the DACA Assembly of God church is still there a force in that nation that has seen no telling how many people come to Christ those people in the early 70s, 1970s and late 1960s that said, okay, we'll support you. We don't have much, but we'll give to you. They gave to the Osans and the Osans went. God sent them to East Pakistan, which became Bangladesh. And now there's fruit that remains and still fruit is abounding. You and I, get to share in that fruit with those missionaries we support. One day in heaven, people are going to walk up to you and they're going to say, because they're going to know in heaven how Christ knows, and they are going to say to you, thank you for supporting all those missionaries. One of them came to my village or my town or my city. And I became a Christian. And my family became a Christian. And we're all here in heaven because you helped to send somebody who went and won us to Christ. Thousands upon thousands and thousands have been born into the kingdom of God and will go to heaven because you and I gave. The commitment we are making today is to Give monthly or weekly, whatever you choose, to support and keep on the field those 800-plus missionaries. (laughs) Periodically, we have missionaries come through. Typically, they have to come back after four years or three years. They have to come back to raise more support if their expenses have increased or because churches and individuals have stopped supporting them, so they have to come back to raise more funds. That's a different thing. Alice and I have made a commitment on a monthly basis. It started at $30 $30 years ago and has grown to be one of our biggest financial commitments because we love what's happening through all these missionaries. And we feel the burden. We can't go. God's called us to Orlando. And uh, I told the Lord a long time ago, Lord, I don't want to be a missionary they go through so much. Lord, I don't like to move. I don't like to change. God, leave me here and I'll support them. I'll support them, Lord. When I think about going to Siberia, I'm like, Lord, I'll give money to them. I, I we'll give it. We'll support them, Lord. Will anybody going to Siberia, we'll support them, Lord. Just don't send me. Leave me here. It's hot, but I, it's really cold. So you and I are going to, in a moment, make a commitment to give monthly or weekly to support those 800. And you say to me, Pastor, what if I make a commitment and I cannot pay it? It's what the missionary said. What if I pray for him and he doesn't get healed? Well, I would say to you what his wife said to him. What if you do make a commitment and God works a miracle in your life and starts providing miraculously His provision so you become a channel a blessing in the kingdom of God take that card if you will right now there at Redbug Lake there at Michigan Street take the card thank you so much for being there and honoring God serving the Lord and we're going to say a quick prayer over this card you were supposed to fill out everything but the amount that's because I believe that God will speak to us. This is strictly between you and God. We're not going to send you an invoice. All right? So you say, Pastor, well, what happens if I put down one amount and my wife puts down another one? If hers is higher, she's heard from God. All right? So that's how that works. You haven't, she has. All right? Uh, That's happened to me a couple of times. I was convinced she hadn't heard, but actually she had. So, in a moment, we're going to pray. You put something down that is going to require faith because faith will open miracles to your life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we take this card in our hands, it represents an investment in all those missionaries that you have sent around the world. God, there may be those in this service that you are stirring their hearts. And they're saying, send me, God. Lord, I pray for George Crispy, a layperson, electrician, God that retired. Then him and his wife went to serve in Africa, now at 75 years of age, still going strong. Bless them, Lord. Bless all the missionaries that we are blessed and humbled to support. Thank you for this amount that these people, dear people, are going to put on this card. And I pray for miracles to burst forth into their lives and their families in the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. Thank you for filling this card out. And listen. We're also, as the ushers help us right now, and Pastor Marcos is going to come pray over this offering because the offering we're about to receive, and on the screen you should see the different ways in just a second that you can give. If you have never signed up for the church app, uh, please download... Faith Assembly of Orlando, the church app. Go to the app store. If you don't know where you think the store is on Colonial, listen, uh, get somebody to help you with this phone. It's, they can easily help you in just a few, couple minutes or so. They can have you set up. You can give so easily. It's incredible. So take advantage of that. But uh, I challenge you to be a part every month of keeping these people there on the field. That's where we want them. That's where God wants them. Keep them there. And if you will, give us a few more minutes before you slip out. Thank you for your consideration, please. So Pastor Marcos is going to pray, and then you're going to give and put those cards in the offering also. God bless you. Amen. For those of you watching us
0: online, don't forget you can partake as well. You can go to mymissionspromise.com and fill out the faith promise online, mymissionspromise.com. Also, you can give, faithassembly.org give, you can join in the offering as well. Let's bow our heads and go to the Lord. Father, thank you for the honor and the privilege of giving to what we know is good soil. To what we know, Lord, is the expansion of the kingdom of Jesus throughout the earth. And we get to do that from right here, Orlando, Florida. Lord, bless the cheerful givers. Bless us who are committing by faith, Lord, Filling it out by faith, saying, so help me, God. I will, in the name of the Lord, give this amount, monthly or weekly. Father, help them. Help them. Help us, Lord, to give and give abundantly and faithfully. For your glory, we pray. In
1: Jesus' name, and everybody say, amen. Amen. Thank you. We're excited about what God is going to do through you. And so... Make sure you fill this card out. We're going to do it again on Wednesday night because there will be people here Wednesday that are not here today. We're going to do it again next Sunday because there will be people there Sunday next weekend that are not here today. So please stand with us everyone as the ushers continue to make their way back. Please, if you will, give us another minute. Please don't slip out yet. We're going to go right into a altar time. And uh, Pastor John... Is going to lead us in a chorus right now. Lead us, Pastor John, please. I surrender. Yes,
2: my God and
1: my Lord. I
2: want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender.
1: name listen we're concerned about people overseas that are lost but we're concerned if you're in this service and you don't know Christ you don't have a relationship with Christ you need to repent you need forgiveness pastor John's gonna lead us in this course again and if you need the Lord I want to challenge you to come to this altar if you're a believer with a need in your life slip out also Come to this altar. There will be people here to pray with you. God bless you today as he leads us in prayer.
2: Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your presence here right now, and we thank you, Lord God, for those that are reaching out to you, Lord, all over this congregation, those that are going to be coming to this altar, those that are reaching out to you of our broadcast, and we thank you that every need is met according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, and I pray, God, that as we leave this time together, Lord, that we wouldn't leave your presence. God, go with us. Help us. Lead us. Guide us, God. Continue to send us out into different places and into different atmospheres, God, and minister your word and your, your love to the people that we come. In contact with God. Help us change this city. Help us change our families. Help us change our workplaces, God. Help us by your Holy Spirit. And we pray that you'll get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise as we walk in your blessings, your victory, and your favor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. We want you to know these altars are still open. Our prayer team is here to pray with you if you need prayer today. Otherwise, God bless you, and we hope to see you again very soon.